Hello and welcome. I'm Bonnie. And I'm Lily. And this is Little Home Organised, a podcast dedicated to helping you declutter, get organised and reclaim time for the things you love. It ended up being just over $2,500 and had we gone with an agent, it would have been about $20,000. Pour yourself a glass of bubbles or whatever you like to consume, kombucha, <laughs> some might say. Hello and welcome. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about selling your home without an agent. We'll chat about which professionals you do need to invest in, common mistakes to avoid, and how you can save yourself tens of thousands of dollars by selling it yourself. Well, Bon, before we jump into today's episode, I of course have to tell everyone about our competition that's running at the moment. You can be in it to win it, a $150 gift voucher to Howard's Storage World. Oh, I love Howard's. So they are an Australian store that sells all different kinds of amazing storage paraphernalia. Would that word work? I don't think so. I think I you know. should probably just say product. I was going to go with decor, but I decided to go. <laughs> <laughs> Considering that's not really a word. <laughs> that's the point. <laughs> it's funny. I listened back to that episode and I was like, oh, obviously it's decor. So now I just don't trust myself. <laughs> so I'll be looking at every time I finish a sentence, I'm going to look at you and go, eh, did eh? I do it right, mum? <laughs> <laughs> no, but anyway, we do have this competition on at the moment. So you could win a $150 gift voucher. And the competition does close midnight on Wednesday, the 16th of September. So you've got to jump on it. And it's super simple to win. You just need to go to our Facebook page, Little Home Organized Podcast. Find the post with the competition on it. It'll be pinned to the top of the page. And here's what you need to do. One, like the post. Two, share the post. And three, tag a friend. And every time you tag someone, that is an additional entry into the draw, therefore increasing the likelihood that you may win this fantastic prize. That sounds awesome. So be in it to win it. Jump on over to the Facebook page and enter for your chance to win. Can I enter? That sounds good. But you know what, Bonnie, I think you've already won something pretty amazing and that was being your sister. (laughs) (laughs) Is that where we're going with that? Yes, what a gift it has been (laughs) for you. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, the fact that you have managed to sell your house and you did it without an agent, that's just incredible. It is. And I didn't actually start out planning on doing it that way. I actually thought, can I sell it privately? Is there a law? (laughs) Yeah, honestly, I didn't even know that was a thing. And I remember that mum and dad actually sold our family home and I remember as a kid and it was a private sale and even then I was thinking, oh, that's odd. I didn't know you, that you could do that. But as I've gotten older, I, I guess in my brain, it's always I've always assumed, no, you need a real estate agent to sell your house. Yeah. And I remember looking at the sign that mum and dad put up when they sold our house in Cooperoo, which is in the south of Brisbane. And I remember thinking, oh, that's a pretty average sign. Like there was no picture. It was just it was really text. plain. Yeah, it was really like boring in my 12-year-old mind. And then you look at other people's houses that are for sale with an agent and they've got these big glamorous pictures and lots of bright colours and stuff. And yeah, things have changed so much since then. Like it's so easy to create your own sign that has, you know, beautiful pictures and stuff like that. Oh, absolutely. And like there are so many industries out there that have people who can who have got these really practical jobs and things that they do that can make our lives better. And 
it's interesting how the real estate industry of agents is just, it permeates everything to, to also, you know, spread this idea that, no, that's the way it's done, that you have to do it that way. Yeah, there is like this almost societal belief that you can't do it without them. And that, that really got me as well. And it's just so funny because I think there is definitely a place for professionals and there are some things that you shouldn't do yourself. Like for me, I shouldn't cut my son's hair or my husband's hair because I always end up giving them bowl cuts. Oh, have you done that before? Yeah. Like literally I cut my husband's hair when we went on a road trip with <gasps> with friends to far north Queensland. This is like 15 years ago and we were in this caravan park and it was pouring down rain as it does in the tropics and we had nothing to do and um, we're really broke and pov and stuff so we yeah couldn't go anywhere and so we were sitting under this rotunda because we just had a tent and everything was wet and I said oh you really need a haircut let me give you a haircut and I literally got a stainless steel bowl and stuck it on his head and used that to guide the scissors around oh Oh, it was horrible it was so bad like we got home and two days later he went and got a proper haircut oh I would be wearing a cap yeah I think he did like it was Really bad. Yeah. And then I've done that once to my son as well. He was probably three at the time. You know when you when you cut someone's hair and you No, think, I don't. I don't go cutting people's yeah, hair. Yeah, okay. <laughs> See, I've got a girlfriend who's really good at cutting her hair and her kid's hair. And yeah, me just, I do not have that skill. Anyway, I cut his hair, Mr. Threes, and I just felt like the fringe wasn't quite short enough. And so I went a bit further <gasps> and then it dried. And of course it springs up again. And the next morning um, we were actually at church and he was sitting across the aisle with our cousins and I looked at him and went, oh, you look like that dude, um, you look like Jim Carrey off, is it Beavis and Butthead? I don't know. Oh my gosh. I can imagine it. It, it is like a monk's haircut yeah, at the front. Yeah. Like it was yes, just, yes. you know, like long on the sides yep. but short on the yep. front. Yeah, it was, oh, oh, I'm so glad he was so young because had he been older, I think I actually would have given him real trauma. Yeah, you would have scarred him. Yeah. So note to self, no use more professionals pe- yep. for um, certain things. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, people said to me when I – I said, well, we're selling the house and I'm doing it privately. People were like, oh, like, why did you decide to do that? And I said, oh, I just- Yeah, it's against the grain, isn't it? It is. And I said, I just wanted to give it a go. Like, well, why not? What was interesting is like when you did say that you were going to go sell and like I was, and you, you know, you kind of said, oh, um, real estate agents kind of charge, you know, this amount. I got interested and started looking at some other countries and I was looking at the States and- in the states, a real estate agent's commission, from what I have seen, on average, is around five to six percent of your sale. What? That's when, huge, right? When that's thousands of dollars, that, that is, is like tens of thousands of that's dollars. Huge that is that is a money. lot. Yeah, that's like twice what it is here in Australia. Yeah, and even for what it is here in Australia, like again, if it's the service that you need, do mm. it. But if you can do it by yourself, that's a huge saving. It is. And the thing is, real estate agents are a bit like professional organisers in that there's no real barrier for someone saying, oh, yeah, I'm a real estate agent. I've got an ABN. I've set myself up. It's the same thing with organising. So you really have to know and trust that your real estate agent or your professional organiser really knows what they're doing and mm. that they've got the experience and the referrals and recommendations to back it up. So when we decided to sell the house, I did enlist the help of a real estate agent friend who came over and gave me a bit of advice, which was really helpful. And the most interesting thing I learned was that the first kind of 
three to four days are actually the most pivotal because everything's online. And so it used to be like the first two to three weeks were the most important in selling a house. And if you hadn't sold it by kind of that three-week mark, then people were going to start looking at it and thinking, oh, what's What's wrong wrong with with it? it? Yeah. But now he's like, oh, it's actually the first three to four days. And amazingly enough for us, we actually sold it in less than 48 hours. That is just crazy. Like I think when you think about the idea of selling your own place, you don't think it could possibly – go that well. (laughs) No. And I honestly was really prepared for it to be really difficult and really hard. And like we were looking at probably 15 to $20,000 in agency fees had we chosen to go with an agent. And my husband was like, you are so busy and you are so like overworked all the time. I don't want you taking this on. And I said, look, I would rather you spend like ten to $15,000 on massages for me than <laughs> and me do this yeah. to have a go than paying an agent just because I'm a bit busy. Like I just really wanted to sink my teeth into it and try it. Yeah, give it a go. Yeah, and, and I mean. Turns out it worked out pretty okay. <laughs> apparently I'm awesome and I'm setting up a real estate agency now. <laughs> <laughs> joking, joking, not doing that. <laughs> I think what definitely would have helped and, you know, like the people who – listen to this podcast are probably um, can relate to that. What would have helped when selling it is having a home that looked sellable in the sense that it was organized. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing that I think um, I'd like to kind of tell people about is that presenting your home, like perception is reality and those photos and they really tell the story. Like the picture is the thousand words. And if you think about how, how long our attention span is and how we look at a website and we know within like, what is it, less than three seconds, whether we want to stay on that website or not. It's the same thing when you're listing your photographs for your real estate ad. People know within a few seconds whether your home is something that they want to continue looking at the photos for or whether it's not for them. Mm. So that presentation is everything, as well as a good real estate photographer. I cannot stress that enough. Oh, absolutely. We'll dive into that more in a second, but I think we should take a break for a clutter confession. Clutter confessions. <laughs> hey guys, so firstly, just wanted to say thank you so much for the podcast. I'm really enjoying it. And second of all, my clutter confession is that I claim to be such a minimalist in my day-to-day life. You know, I've really pared down my items to what I love and use. However, um, I actually have items cluttering up my parents' place from when I was in university. So definitely don't know if I should be calling myself a minimalist when I have that. But I figure maybe this is something other people can relate to as well. But yeah, so it's still at my parents' place, um, cluttering up their space instead of mine. Guilty! (laughs) We do the same. (laughs) I think you need to refer back to our episode on storing other people's stuff. Maybe they're (laughs) feeling inspired by the episode and they're like, oh, I just need to get this off my chest. Yeah. (laughs) Um, What is it? Uh, Acknowledgement is the first step in the 12-step program. Ah, there you go. (laughs) There you go. Well, we can definitely relate to that one, but yeah. (laughs) It's an interesting thing she observes too. She's like, am I truly a minimalist? Yes. I've just relocated some of my belongings. Yes. Well, it is easy to be a minimalist when other people are storing your your stuff emotional (laughs) stuff (laughs) that is awesome well if you have a clutter confession we'd love to hear it so make sure to send it in as an audio file to the facebook page little home organized podcast just tell us something weird wacky or wonderful that you've held on to we'd love to hear it and we keep it anonymous
So when you're selling your home, there are kind of like three different phases that you should consider going through. The first one is decluttering. And a lot of people, I think, miss this step and they try and jump straight to the staging of it. And the decluttering is really important because not only do you want your home to look as presentable as possible when you're selling it, but you also don't want to pack and move stuff that you don't really need and that you're not really using and that you're not going to keep long term. Mm -hmm. And so I think the real benefit for us is we declutter regularly. Like I could have a tricky client at work who doesn't want to let go of anything, which is fine because it's their house. But my therapy when I come home is I declutter something. Gosh, after a tough work week, your husband just must go through the house and start you know, hiding things in different cabinets. <laughs> well, no, you, you know, weird figurines. <laughs> he doesn't have any figurines, but you know what's That's really- because he's good at hiding them. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I did find this week while we were packing to move is in the cupboard above our fridge, behind the recipe books, I was up on the stool because it's quite high, making sure I emptied everything out. And there was a bar of chocolate. And I was like, what is this? And I pulled it out and it expired in 2018. Oh, gross. <laughs> did you lick it? No, I opened it and it was all oh. like mottled and, and everything. And it was so funny because obviously one of us and neither of us can remember who, I'd say it's more likely him because that's way too high for me and I need a hiding spot that's far more accessible. One of us had hidden it from the other person up there and then totally forgotten about it. Oh, what a waste. I know. So you know what? He probably does have figurines because he's clearly very good at hiding. (laughs) There you go. But you talk about decluttering and it being important. The thing is, if you don't declutter and you are selling your house, people are going to walk through your house. They are going to open cupboards. Like they're here to buy. They want Mm. to see exactly what they're buying. So, you know, the whole I'm having guests over, I can hide it in the spare room or in that cupboard. When people come around to check out the house, they're actually going to see all that stuff. Yeah. And whether we like it or not, our stuff sends a message. Mm. How we keep our home sends a message. And if you're trying to sell your house, like you're going to want it to look um, presentable in the photos and everything, but you also want the reality when people walk through to match that. Yeah. And I think real estate photographers have got a really hard job ahead of them because they can go into some homes where people haven't decluttered or they haven't bothered to tidy up. And it's a bit of the philosophy of like, oh, well, you can just Photoshop that, right? Like you can just fix that on your computer in the editing process. And that's actually a really difficult thing to do. It's it's far easier for you to have set the space up exactly the way you want it to be represented in the photo than for them to have to actually edit it later. Yeah. And you're trying to sell the you're trying to sell the dream. When we go and look at houses, you're looking at them to see, is this a match for me? Mm. And people want to always be progressing and moving forward and living living towards that, you know, dream for whatever it looks like. So you don't want your house to look just a bit you really want it to have that pizzazz. You know that yeah. meh, meh, that official term? That meh? is totally a term. Meh, meh, How do you spell meh. that? I think it's M-E-H. Meh. 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 There's a bit meh. of a meh. meh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving swiftly along. <laughs> um, the other thing to remember when you're decluttering in readiness for moving is declutter your family photos as well. Like you need to impersonalise the home so much that someone else can walk in there and think, yeah, oh, I, for could, selling. I yes. could live here. Yeah. Yeah, and I thought you meant to move, just like, no, just halve your family here. <laughs> have this child. <laughs> no, so like in our house, we used to have a really big photo gallery wall in the main living area. And then when I knew we were going to sell, we replaced it with a couple of floating shelves, you know, lots of beautiful indoor plants and a few like cute 
cute decor things to look at. (laughs) Got it. Um, And the only family photos we actually kept out were in the living room and there was only like five of them. So they kind of fit the space. Yeah, you want people to walk in and be able to see themselves in the space. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. It's a bit like a holiday home as well. Yeah. You want it to be impersonal enough that anybody could imagine living there. Yeah, for sure. So you were talking about those phases, right? And so you were saying that the first one is that you obviously need to declutter before you do the the next phase, which is staging, of course. Yeah. And I think if you don't feel like you're very good at the staging part, get some – this is where you need to get help. And, like, obviously with the decluttering phase, if if you're struggling to declutter, don't keep forcing yourself, like – Don't flog a dead horse. Get help. Get a professional organiser in if you don't know anybody who is very organised and can help you. And it's the same thing with staging. Like I was was actually not all that great at staging. So I have had help over the last two years with one girl in particular in my team who absolutely loves all this aesthetic stuff. And I've learnt so much from her, you know, the rule of threes and tears and colours and just all of this cool stuff that I've now been able to implement myself and every time I create like a, a new little vignette I send her a photo and, and I'm like aren't you proud of me look I've, I've what I've learned because my way of like styling stuff used to be everything's got to be um what's the word evenly spaced and oh, what is the word come on help me out here you know like you're on your own oh <laughs> you know when it's like all your banter from earlier is I've deflated you. (laughs) My brain is fried. No, when it's like um, evenly spaced out and it's like, um, oh my gosh, this is going to kill me. You've literally not given me enough to be able to help you pick the word. Okay, so say you have- People right now listening to this and they're shouting words. I know, I know. In their cars, in the street. Please just send it to me. It's this, Bonnie, it's It's this. this. (laughs) Okay, so you've got the TV unit and say you've got four pot plants that are exactly the same and they're spaced Evenly spaced. Evenly spaced out. Mm. What is the word? It's like an S word. (laughs) Oh, we're going to have to come back to that one because it's going to drive me insane. Anyway, that's how I used to do like, not vignettes, but like how I used to style stuff, right? And I have since learned about vignettes and colours and rules of threes and all that kind of stuff. So- I have slowly over the last kind of two years styled my house. So it was pretty much ready for selling anyway. There were just a few little things that we needed to change when we decided to sell. But if you are someone and you've got no idea about that stuff either, that's where you need to invest in a professional to do it. And it's the same thing with a photographer. Don't do the real estate photos yourself. Like, the, Oh, they're so good at them, aren't they? They're so they good at them. They make even a, a good space look great and, a, yeah. a, you know, a not so good – space look good and when you're picking a real estate photographer make sure you've seen their previous work that you Mm. like it make sure they're going to come in and and have an attention for detail oh we just need to move this over here we need to turn this light on we need to move this over there to make the room look the best that it can you know make sure they're getting lots of different angles so that you've got different options to choose from and all of those kind of things but when you invest in in it being staged properly and it being decluttered in a good real estate photographer, that that's where you can make so much more money from selling your house because oh, it's people it's, see the value in it. Yeah, it's the perception. The potential, the, yeah, it's yep. like it's amazing. You know, maybe you want to do the actual selling part yourself and you get the professionals to come in and help you get to that point so that you can save the money on the real estate fees. But of course, you know, when you do go to post things online, you do go to sell and have people walk through, you've got to make sure everything's super clean. Yes. And so getting some cleaners on board to help you clean before every open home 
is another thing that I think is really worthwhile investing in. Because especially if you're a busy parent with um, lots of children or young children or you work working full-time or whatever is going on in your life, cleaning is something that is so easy to outsource because the people who are professionals at it, they really know what they're doing and you don't really need to be involved in the process. So that frees you up to work on the things that only you can do, like being a parent and all that kind of stuff. So because I personally have never sold my own house and you are now a professional at it apparently. Yes. Apparently it's your second profession in waiting. Yes, yes. I'm starting a side hustle. Literally. (laughs) What do you do to go from the start to finish? So we had one major thing on our side and that was time. We didn't have to sell by a certain date. We didn't have to sell for a certain price. We've had plenty of time. When we bought this house, we said we were going to be here five to seven years. We've been here for just over six, six and a half. So when we knew that we were going to sell, we had months to prepare and to plan. And so we slowly finished off the last little bits of staging. We made sure everything was beautiful, had the real estate photographer come in. And then because we were launching the podcast at the time, I wanted to give myself a breather personally and focus on us launching the podcast. So I just didn't list the house for at least a month and I just kind of put it on the back burner. The photos are done. I worked on the description a couple of times. I sent it around to our family and to a few friends and said, what do you think about this? And on that note, I would say that was a great thing to do. When you write yeah. anything that's of like value like that, like it is a post or you're, you're selling something serious and you, you it's involving a decent amount of money or even assignments and things like that, writing something and then giving yourself a few days away from it and reading it with fresh eyes, you'll yes. go, oh, what was I thinking? And you'll tear it apart and write it, write it even better. And then of course, get the opinions of other people as well. So that was a really good thing that you did. And you know, it's funny, um, whenever I did assignments at uni or at school, I was always a last minute Larry and I always did things right on the deadline, but I always wanted to be the person who had the fresh eyes a couple of, late, of days later and then looked at it. And then, you know, a few days later, looked at it again. And I just never got to be that person and so this is like the first time in my life where I've written something and I've had enough time to be able to go back and review it multiple times and make it even better I think I really wanted to paint a picture so when I wrote the ad description for the house I wrote it for the people I wanted to buy the house and we wanted a family to be here because we had turned a three-bedroom one-bathroom house into a four-bedroom two bathroom, dual living, beautiful patio, you know, closed in double garage, fully landscaped property that is complete that someone can move into and they don't have to do any renovations. It's right near sports fields. It's a 10 minute walk from the water. It's right near public transport. You have sold it right. You're not trying to sell it again. (laughs) I know. But see, when you're passionate about something, it sells itself. (laughs) But you make a good point. So if you're thinking of selling your own place and you're wondering how to do it, Um, Bonnie's hitting the nail on the head there. Think of the person who's wanting to buy your house and write your ad for them. Investigate how other people are writing their ads on realestate.com or whatever website you're going to to look at other people's ads. Compare and see what other people are doing. See what houses, what price houses are listed at in your area. Research is very key. Absolutely. You've got to spend a lot of time doing research, I think. Yeah, and, you you know, sit back at night, pour yourself a glass of bubbles or whatever you like to consume kombucha some might say <laughs> will she let it go no, no she won't <laughs> and um do your research look at the you know look at the pricing and compare mm. if you've got friends who've got industry insight ask them be aware of the market and make sure that you're writing the ad and making a post for the people who are going to want to buy your house yeah and that's exactly what's happened with us we listed it on a tuesday 
mid-afternoon, we got um, an inquiry two hours later. It was the first inquiry and they ended up being the buyers. And What's that saying? First offer, best first offer? In, first in, best dressed? No, no. Oh, dad, is, dad says like your first offer is usually, usually your best, best offer. offer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, daddo. Go, dad. <laughs> That's incredible though. It is. It really is. And like they messaged and said, oh, we can't come to the open home. Can we come earlier? And I said, yeah, sure, come tomorrow. So they did and they were here for nearly an hour and we met them and turned out we knew them through a third party. And so it was always like, oh, hi, like when they oh, turned up. Oh, fancy being you. Yeah, fancy yeah. being you. And by the time they left, it was like we were bosom buddies, you know, like it was just, it was so. <laughs> um, I'll leave that, go on. <laughs> <laughs> At least I didn't say they had a rap sheet. <laughs> <laughs> Refer back to the uh, organising your kitchen nope, episode. Nope, don't, don't do it. <laughs> no, you don't need to know. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they were so lovely and they were exactly who we wanted to come in the house. They were a young couple. They were looking to get settled in their forever home and it was exactly what we wanted. And within 48 hours, they'd made an offer. We'd accepted it. Two days after that, we signed all the paperwork and it just like, it could not be easier. And the one thing that they actually said to us that really stuck out in my mind is she said, it's so refreshing to actually be shown a home because they had been looking for five months. It's so refreshing to be in a home where you can actually ask questions that people know the answers to because so often we would ask the real estate agents, oh, what about this or blah, blah, blah. And they'd say, oh, we don't know or we have to get back to you. And I thought, yeah, that's really true because I could really paint the picture of this is where it's nice to sit for your morning cup of tea. This is where the birds come and they'll, you know, drink the nectar from this beautiful vine over here and this area is good for this. And this is where the sun comes in the afternoon or whatever like. And that was just really amazing for them. And for you as well to kind of feel like, look, this is the home we renovated and we're really proud of and this is what we love about it. But also to be able to be honest and be like, these are, you know, some quirks of the home that you maybe want to know about as well. So if you were to say one thing that you've taken away from this experience, what would it be? If you want to have a go at it, I think try it. If there's nothing to lose, why not try it? Because the worst that happens is you you list it for sale and it doesn't sell and you take it off the market and maybe you list again later with an agent. Like I just kind of think if you've got nothing to lose, why not try it? And there you go. The other thing I want to mention though is when you're selling your house, there is one professional I forgot to mention that you, I think is really important and that is lawyers and solicitors. So for the contract of sale and for all of the conveyancing yes. stuff, that was something I was not comfortable in doing that has been awesome to hand over like you can do it there are plenty of like law societies and things like that that give you free templates for those kind of things but I personally chose not to do that so in the end our listing fees with you know like realestate.com.au because we did that through a third party there's a company that you can just use their like real estate license to list online all of our fees for listing for our ads, doing our solicitor and conveyancing stuff, paying the real estate photographer, it ended up being just over two and a half thousand dollars. And had we gone with an agent, it would have been about twenty thousand dollars. So it saved us a lot of money. And I think if you're someone who's really confident and you feel like, yep, I could show my home to people without worrying about it, then why not give it a go? You've inspired me, Bonnie, to sell the house that I don't own. (laughs) 
All right. What's this week's tidy task? So if you're selling your home, what we'd like you to do is go and investigate what the cost of an agent would be versus the cost of your time because selling your home is not for everyone. And if you're someone who is really uh, introverted and you don't like meeting new people, then maybe getting an agent is actually the best way for you to go forward. If you're someone who's really time poor, maybe getting an agent is the best way to go forward for you. But the other thing is if you do end up having an open home, like we had to have one because the contract wasn't signed and we just needed to have a few, you know, birds in our pocket. Is it, what's the saying? Birds in your pocket? <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's getting late. And I'm still thinking about that S word from earlier. Oh. Was it like sequence? Synchronization? Oh, I, I don't, don't know. know. Anyway, <laughs> we still had to have the open home. And so that was a good experience of meeting a whole lot of new people and stuff. But realistically, the people who have ended up buying the house, the first offer, first inquiry. They're just the loveliest out of the whole bunch. So I'm really glad that the house is going to them because there's a lot of blood, sweat and tears that went into all the renovations here. And I'm glad my marriage is still together. (laughs) (laughs) So there you have it. Give it a go, investigate and see what's the best option for you. But that's it for this week's episode. Thanks for choosing to have us in your ears. And remember, progress, not perfection. See you later. Bye. Hey, we'd love to keep the conversation going. Head over to the Little Home Organised community group on Facebook, ask questions, find motivation and share your before and afters. And if you enjoyed the show, please help us keep it going by hitting subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you listen. It's free and ensures you do not miss an episode. But if you really want to share the love, leave us a rating and review. Trust me, it makes all the difference in the world. 